Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Nature Connection Show with Lisa and Nancy, publishers of Big Blend Magazines and nature photographer Margot Carrera. Welcome to the Nature Connection, everybody. Today, we're very excited because, you know, we're here every fourth Friday with Margot Carrera, who is a fine art nature photographer, and you've got to go to her site on Etsy. You can go to margotcarrera.etsy.com, and that's M-A-R-G-O-T-C-A-R-R-E-R-A. Did I get that right, Margot? Yeah, you did. I always have to have a spelling test, you know, on these shows, but no, Margot is fantastic. And not only can you, you know, get her prints and everything on there, but she's got beautiful scarves and all kinds of beautiful uh, things for your home and for you when it comes to nature. And, you know, we've been doing this show with her for a couple of years, just over three years now, who's counting. Um, but it's really special because we talk about nature connection. And today, we have uh, a series of interviews all talking about nature destinations where you can connect with nature. And of course, your backyard could be something like that. It might be a patio with some plants that a hummingbird comes to. Um, there's so many ways to connect with nature, but it is ultimately about respecting nature. So before we talk with Margot and Nancy's here too, uh, Nancy's back on the show. Nancy, you doing good? Yeah, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. We missed you. Yes, we miss you. Like you. She's back. She's got doggies at her feet, and um, I and I don't. I'm jealous. They sat down with her first. Yeah. <laughs> She's, but but hey, you know this is the thing. The Nature Connection. We've got uh, some great interviews coming up. Nancy, Margo, and I are going to talk about nature connections, and we're going to talk about uh, respect of nature, and also places and destinations around the world and in, in this country. Um, but from there, we've got an interview with travel writer and author Linda Ballou, who talks about her experience in Ecuador, and also talks a little bit about LA's nature uh, connection and how things are improving in some areas, especially in her backyard. And we also chat with travel writer uh, Jamie Edwards, who takes us to Stowe, Vermont as a destination and also talks about the community and their uh, way of staying sustainable for the environment and ultimately for the health of the people. From there, we have a whole other segment. So um, as many segments as we have, they will all be linked in the show notes so you can jump from one interview to the next. Uh, we have Lisa Evans, who is a travel writer and author of 100, th- 100 Things to Do in Coastal Mississippi Before You Die. Uh, she loves nature, nature, history, music. Uh, that's a main, you know, nature is a big deal for her. Part of also why she moved to Coastal Mississippi. And she talks about some of the things you can experience in Mississippi and really connect with nature, some of the places. Uh, we also touch on climate change because she is in a tornado slash hurricane cor- corridor. So that's an interesting conversation to have. Uh, Katie Walls, who is a travel writer and author, also especially focusing on Florida and Georgia and the south uh, Southeast, is on the show with Dr. Diane Dobry. The two of them were back on together. They're our Florida duo, it seems. Um, Dr. Diane Dobry is a travel writer, journalist. She also wrote for a newspaper out in Florida. And they both talk about Florida destinations. We talk about Merritt Island, a national wildlife refuge, which is near Titusville on the Space Coast. Uh, Diane talks about all the different springs that you can go to, like Rainbow Springs, Homosassa Springs. And so we talk about that. 
And we touch on some issues that Florida is also facing. You know, Florida is a major travel destination and some things that we should be aware of as travelers. And also, if you live there, um, there are some interesting things going on that you may want to know about. And also about not throwing trash around. So just saying, uh, that's a whole other episode there. Uh, also, we have uh, the two Carolinas represented. Steve and Karen Wilson, known as Mr. and Mrs. Wild, from uh, owners of the Lion and the Rose Bed and Breakfast in Asheville, talk about Pisgah National Forest, the Blue Ridge Parkway, Smoky Mountain National Park, all of those regions, and what you can experience throughout the seasons from, you know, frozen waterfalls in winter to wildflowers in spring and summer. Uh, they talk about salamanders, butterflies, bird watching, uh, bears, you name it. And uh, Joe Clark talks about some of her backyard destinations in South Carolina, all in the Myrtle, uh, the Grand Strand region of South Carolina, Myr near Myrtle Beach, uh, some of the efforts of uh, what was a historic plantation that turned into a state park and also a botanical garden and what they're doing uh, to protect uh, birds and some of the longleaf pines. And it's just a really amazing things uh, that teach not just travelers, but also the youth, which is also very important. So a lot going on, a lot of Southeast. Uh, we've got the Northeast, we've got California. And today we're going to go to Africa and California as well. So Margo, I believe you're taking us to California today. Since you're in San Diego, you're taking us not too far away from you, right? That's right. You know, when I thought of all my favorite destinations, and I've been to many because I, I go out, my lifetime has been in search of sacred spaces. Um, you know, I've been to Machu Picchu, Lake Titicaca, Stonehenge, Te Teotihuacan, to say a few sacred spaces. But nobody really knows that in California, Southern California, there is this beautiful sacred space um, that many go to and and love. And it's one of our nature uh, parks. It's uh, Big Bear Lake. And they don't know how sacred that space is. And I grew up near there. I've been there hundreds of times. And I brought my family. My my kids learned how to ski there. And um, L.A. is really close to it. So uh, everybody, when they're on break, they go up to Big Bear Lake to to relax and and uh, unwind and and. Um, so I'm wanting to share Big Bear Lake with you today. Mm. Big Bear is beautiful. Nancy and I, we went there many years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, is there a place called Fawndale, Fawn Lake, Fawn something, F-A-W-N mm. near there. And um, we were up there. And at that time, I'm thinking it was about 15 years ago, Nancy, I think that we went up there. And Big Bear was actually experiencing a little bit of a drought. But while we were mm -hmm. there, we were lucky enough to see some spring wildflowers going on some hikes. And then um, the areas also experienced wildfires, too, as we all know. Um, yes. But at that time, and I think the lake is doing a lot better now, This, especially after last year's winter and then the recent oh, yeah. winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's plenty of water back in. And uh, they got some more... Uh, uh, this uh, winter too. But um, yeah, um, actually, I want to talk about a time when the lake was depleted. Was, uh, the 
you know, that we had uh, the drought and the trees really were affected. They were uh, becoming infested with um, beetles and they were dying. And um, it, it was a serious time. And um, so when I was um, growing up, I want to share with you that I know that um, I, I came to understand myself as what a lot of people call an energy sensitive. I can walk into the room and feel a shift in energy. I can feel when it feels good. I can feel when it, when it feels, you know, chaotic or it feels like, oh, better, better not go in there, uh, you know, kind mm-hmm. of harmful. And so... Uh, I went with a a group of people up to Big Bear because it was having a a tough time. And uh, we did, um, I studied, by the way, with shamans from Peru. So Mm -hmm. um, we went with a group of, um, they weren't shamans. They were from all religions. And they were just um, people that really uh, loved Big Bear, wanted to pray for it, wanted to, um, whatever they knew how to help to heal um, we, the situation, uh, they wanted to do it from a, a sense of uh, the divine, uh, from, from the sense of God, from whatever their belief system was. But there were 12 of us, and we went up and we did prayers. Um, the shamans always taught me to really respect the land and give back to the land, and they uh, they create ceremonies to to show that uh, to um, the land, and so we we went up there and uh, we uh, we did this for an entire day, and we could actually feel the shift in energy once we were done. It was just beautiful. The I mean, it was cloudy when we were there, and this huge circle of light. Uh, uh, clouds went away in a circle, like uh, like Big Bear was surrounded by light, you know, just light pouring in, and and it was mm. just a beautiful experience. Um, and after that, things started to change and shift in 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 the area. Um, we noticed um, uh, they all started to take care of the trees that were damaged, uh, which they had just left. Um, damaged for a long time so you know with beetles you know you go from one tree then it can affect another and another so it's good to get that out and they started taking uh, the people up there started taking care of that and um we also noticed that um and people love this right now um Mm -hmm. it was even on our news we noticed that eagles were returning to Mm -hmm. the lake area and now there's a, a very, very popular um, eagle cam uh, up um, in the forest there where they're filming uh, 24-7, this pair oh, cool. of eagles. Yeah, they they just laid three eggs, mm. uh, but they laid, laid it before the winter and before those big storms came through. So everybody's been watching like, what is going on with these birds? Are they still okay? You know, are the eggs still okay? And, um, but they're also noticing how beautifully this couple 
the male and the female take care of the eggs and one another. And it is showing humanity uh, just how loving and how nurturing these animals and how responsive to one another as a couple um, and caring for one another they can be. So mm. it's uh, it's truly an education for humanity to tune into that um, EcoCam. It's it's on Facebook and it's um, Friends of Big Bear Valley and Big Bear Nest Cam. And nice. even if even if you uh, type in Big Bear Nest Cam, uh, you're going to see. And when that big storm came through, the bird was literally covered in snow and she was still sitting on those eggs. Mm. Literally, mm. And all you could see was her head. And then then her her spouse, which his name is Shadow, would come in and he would relieve her so she could go uh, warm up and mm. and and. All she had to do was just make, you know, call him once. And he was there within seconds. Wow. Literally seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like a I responsive male. Yeah. We want a male like that. I was just going to say how many wives are watching this going, yeah, hey, they're dude, like, okay, why can't you be like an eagle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now, so but I want know, to share that. Share I that wanted to say, people. Margo, you're going to make it now that nothing gets done. No magazines are going to get published because you know what Nancy's going to be doing 24 seven now. Yeah. She's watching the cam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but tell she me. Can watch why she works. Hey, no, but, but she, you know, it's, it's amazing. If you watch those for like a straight hour, you'll see mm-hmm. some tiny, tiny movements that at first you may notice some. Um, but not understand them and then if you watch again you start to pick up patterns and then you, mm-hmm. once you pick up patterns you start to think and then once you start to think the world opens up like why are they doing that and what's behind that and what does it mean and all these things and then you start to put yourself in the in the mindset of the bird or animal that you're watching Mm-hmm. And then once you do that, you start to understand their world. And once you understand that, you understand how connected we all are and how everything we do either helps or messes up, mm. you know, and the rest of nature and the responsibility of being mm. a good, caring person that takes care of both sides, humanity mm. And the rest of nature. These webcams we are, are powerful. They're powerful yeah. to do. They're non-invasive to the animals and the and the birds. Um, and it takes right now. There's a movement of taking the park outside the park because of how much we are almost loving our parks too much. Um, depending on the places, like a lot of national parks right now require reservations like Yellowstone, Mount Ray, um, um, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, things like that. And it's a good thing because it helps balance out the amount of traffic and foot traffic and even trash and, and how we are behaving in parks and lets yeah. nature have a breather, you know. And so these webcams, I mean, not everyone can go everywhere around the world, but you can online and you can mm-hmm. appreciate and connect with them. So I think this is just such, you know, this is a one way to connect with nature around the world 
is through these webcams. I'm addicted to one on the Yukon mm-hmm. wilderness area. It's yeah. because you see little baby moose and mama moose, and then mm-hmm. here comes the fox, here comes the wolf, here comes the yeah. coyote. But you know, it's a way to to still you're not quite coexisting and being one on one, right? But we're being able to observe and learn, like Nancy's saying. And Margot, mm-hmm. I think, isn't this a lighter footprint for nature? But we still need to get out. But it's still a lighter it's, footprint. I want to say it's a way to connect, just like Nancy said. She could mm-hmm. connect and, and really tune in to how that yeah. animal is feeling in that animal's world. And that, and we're watching, you know, right now, those three eggs and, mm-hmm. and how the parents are taking care of them and and so the world's watching and they're starting to see how beautiful a relationship those birds have. And they're not just birds, you know, they're not, it's not just a nest. There's, there's spirit there. There's love there. Mm-hmm. There's um, respect and care for one another. And, and we all just said, wouldn't we like a man that's so responsive like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, well, it, he's teaching that bird is teaching humanity, mm-hmm. you know, how to be oh, nurturing and, caring of, of one's uh, progeny and I uh, don't know why spouse. we have decided we're so above yes and that that animals don't think or reason and that they don't have emotion which is totally wrong they work mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent on emotion and if you watch a male defend his mm-hmm. mate if you watch a, a female defend her babies I don't know mm-hmm. how you could ever ever question their motives right yeah and you and you you can't just say oh it's nature and then you look at humanity where sometimes the male doesn't protect the family sometimes the mother doesn't protect her own babies so really you know there's a lesson to be learned by watching nature huge lessons yeah yeah so I like your idea of the webcam being a lighter footprint because I think what yeah. we what we went up and we did those ceremonies, what we noticed is and what we felt from the space was uh, the mountain was depleted. You know, mm. being so close to L.A., people coming when they're exhausted and they're coming and they're letting their worries and concerns. And, and it's wonderful. They heal up there and they can feel enlightened. But um you know, as an energy sensitive, I know that we we let go of our density, um, mm-hmm. the heavier energies, and and then we feel quote enlightened, we feel better, and so it's good when to give back to nature. Mm-hmm. You know, when when it has helped you uh, feel better, it's good to just kind of tune into the space and honor it like. Um, you would a church, you know, when you go to church, you, you go, you feel better and you just, you, it's sacred to you. You treat it with respect. You, you, um, you know, you, you send your love to anybody that's there that's needing healing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can do the same to the the space. If the trees are, are mm-hmm. in trouble, send, send your love and healing, you know, prayers uh, to the trees and, and just um, the lake, if it's it's drying out, just, you know, send your prayers that, you know, the water comes and fills it mm. up again. And and just, um, you know, you don't trash your church. You don't trash 
you don't touch a sacred space like Big Bear. And some people are going up and having so much fun, you know, it's a ski ski area too. It is full of fun, but um, you don't want to leave your trash behind. You want to respect the space that allowed you to have the fun. You don't want to go skiing on an area that, you know, maybe, um, you know, the animals, you know, you, you shouldn't be on the you're not on the run, you're off on the other side, right? Where maybe uh, animals are raising their young or, you know, uh, or special uh, plants are, are, you know, subject to being uh, squashed, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you, you, you be respectful of the space that you're Mm -hmm. in, honor it as if it were sacred space. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have those beautiful spaces for the next generation and uh, and then on again. And you're going to have that connection where you get to see the animals and, and you're going to have that connection, whether it's on camera or whether you go there, you know, with binoculars or something. I uh, wanted to touch on, on this because you talk about, you know, the, the care of the land, right? But yeah. I want to go back to the emotional side of it, the energetic side we all know, like you were talking about, you know, there's people like, ooh, you know, energy. Um, when there, there are people called energy vampires mm-hmm. that literally suck the life out of you. Yeah. And you may like them, but, you know, it's like when, so, you know, when that person, that friend calls, you go, oh, God, here goes an hour of whining. And yeah, you want, you care for tired. them, but they're in that, that, you know, it's like, I don't have the energy for right now. And sometimes you just don't answer that call. Then you need to. And, and yet that and now it still nags you because, and it's so no matter what, it's still sucking the life out of you. And we have to put up those boundaries in life and say no sometimes, right. As individuals, just so that, you know, it's that adage of being on the airplane and they give you that, you know, you've got to put the oxygen mask out first before you can help others. It's the same thing for nature. So when we go into nature, I wonder about this ball of energy because energy doesn't die. Are we, you know, they talk about Wi-Fi like a lot of national parks. I mean, that's the highest form of protection you can have in this country and around the world for um, these sacred spaces, you know. And really, it's they look at Wi-Fi. What is 5G's doing? You know, this energy going mm. through plants and how it can actually, if you think that whales migrate through this magnetic kind of field right they understand these sonar things and stuff i can't understand but i know it's scientifically proven and if we mess up with their their sonar magnetic Mm -hmm. fields we are going to mess with their migration route right which is now going to mean babies aren't getting born whales will breach in the wrong places and die and and so we know it's negative So this is all energetic field. So what I'm wondering about is if someone can just energetically dump their baggage on you on a phone call, right? And you feel feel it. Mm -hmm. How do, how, when we go to nature, you know, like I wonder about this because in a way I wonder like tree huggers are like, it's not just hugging to, you don't want to suck the life out of the tree. You want to give love back to the tree. Like Nancy has that wonderful meditation exercise for a tree where you can meditate put your hand on the tree do you feel the tree's heartbeat because we are part tree look at our dna Mm. there's scientific evidence Mm. on this we are part tree and part mushroom and trees and mushrooms are related too just saying Mm. um but 
I wonder about that. Do you think the shamans understand that part of, and the, you know, this, you know when you, the Native American okay. tribes, you know, I know they understand that connection. And Nancy's going to talk about her connection um, when when she went to Africa. Her her very fast, um, like she was like literally thrown in cold water to understand how to really connect with nature. But um, do you think that energy? I mean, it's like even if you're yes. in a quiet place and here comes really loud music, and I love music and loud music too. But all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's like the birds are like, "What are you doing, man?" There's some like mm-hmm. you're playing death metal in my park. You know? Chaotic, yeah. You, you're introducing chaotic uh, waves of energy mm-hmm. when you do that. You and mm-hmm. and they're used to the tranquil, uh, yeah. peaceful waves of energy. Um, yes, because as a child, I told you I was energy sensitive. I can also see it. Mm-hmm. and um feel it and uh, when i was in, at big bear i literally felt um i felt the depletion of energy it was very low energy uh and then um as we kept on working through the day with our prayers and our um everything that that we did um and we went to d- different places that we felt uh were in need um we felt that energy lift and we felt uh, that um, uh, we could see it in the atmosphere. The, the, the space got clearer. The, even with our own eyes, you could see like um, uh, the area got brighter. It got Mm. um, uh, looking through space. It wasn't as foggy or it, it was like, like, I don't know, like a crystal looking through a bright crystal mm-hmm. um, as opposed to an opaque crystal. It was mm-hmm. kind of like that in the day. And so we knew things were happening with our prayers and we knew things were happening in the in the different areas. And uh, by the end, I guess we could see with the animals coming back um, uh, because the the eagles had been gone for quite a while. Um, that um, we shifted things by just 12 of us, just with prayer, just with um, connecting and and showing the earth respect, showing um, and praying for uh, its healing, praying for uh, the shift in the, the energy and lightening it up. Um, it was given back, you know, it was like, replenished and not just by the 12 of us obviously that came from the answer to our that came from the answer to our prayers yeah Yeah. but but that is nature is asking us all the time do you care yes and 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 a lot of times the answer is who cares you know because we we want what we want but if you think think being the operative word that everything that we have everything that we do has come or been copied from nature everything you don't sing you would not sing if there weren't birds we wouldn't Mm -hmm. sing there's it every single thing that humans do and have done through history have used or been taken from nature. Yeah, so, or inspired. Inspired. Exactly. Yeah. 
So we need to protect. Mm. We need to protect the motherhood. Mm -hmm. And honor and respect it. Yeah, it's a relationship. It's about Mm -hmm. a relationship. If you don't acknowledge motherhood, but it could be fatherhood too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, look at that male. Male eagle. Uh, There's plenty of fatherhood happening there. It could be sexist. And sisterhood and brotherhood, you know, it's, oh, but yeah. it, here's, it, if, we, if we, you know, bringing it full circle in this, it's our relationship with nature. And if we don't acknowledge the person in a relationship, that relationship goes away. It's true. And that's where that negativity mm-hmm. comes. So mm-hmm. when you talk about prayer or intent mm-hmm. and just connecting, meditating, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's got a different way to do it. And when you're out there and you, and you feel, you know, you're part of, solutions you care you just show acknowledgement goes a long way and that's a positive energy you know when you meet someone who's um truly being has integrity to that connection with you at that moment if they're meeting you and on the phone while they're talking to you that's you know they're not connecting with you right so it's about having that connection and that means you are aware of them observing giving there's a back and forth and that's the problem is we lose that connection as we build cities and i mean that's who we are as human beings that that's not going to stop but it doesn't mean we give over one for the other and so we need to reconnect with nature and say men we've sucked over the last few years we need we need to pick it up a little bit and connect with you and realize how awesome you are and thank you thank you for to the whales taking the carbon out of our atmosphere, you know, all of mm. these things that animals and trees, thank you, trees and fungus. I'm going back to that again, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, but it is acknowledging your partner. And that is, I think this is full circle. So Nancy, let's talk about you and your first um, non, you took tours to Kenya as a very young mm. lady um, and then ended up working with Joy Adamson and Joy Adamson, uh, mm. everyone, if you've heard of, you know, this is a while ago. So I know our, some of our younger generation listeners may not have heard of Elsa, the lion and born free as free mm. as the wind blows. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this story and movie and book and song were inspired by a lady, Joy Adamson, her and her husband, George Adamson were conservationists in Africa, in Kenya. And um, he went into Botswana and, and all of that area too. And they specifically were really trying to help lions and um, because the poaching was so huge at the time, what was going on with poaching with, you know, poachers mm-hmm. coming from all over the world to come and kill these beautiful sentient beings, like really, um, and so they did a lot and also tried to, Joy Adamson was a person trying to showcase the connection between um, animals and humans. And then that connection can be there, which totally annoyed the scientific community. So there's a lot of interesting stuff about all of that. But Nancy's a wildlife artist and did a lot of work for the organization Born Free. We've had people on the show for years and that organization has done a lot of change over the years. Um but at this point she ended up working for Joy Adamson and um, out in Kenya and we both moved there and, you know, I was a little baby and Nancy went out on her first day with Joy Adamson to learn about what to, what to expect being out in the wild. And Nancy grew up in LA in Hollywood. So um, had handled animals and was teaching kids and people about animals, wildlife in classrooms and things like that. 
but now she was in the great wilds of Africa and it's a little different living in it. So do you want to tell everybody about your first real true coexistence lesson, Nancy? <laughs> well, I met Joy Adamson at an art show in North Hollywood and um, she was judging paintings and I had painted a portrait of a lion and she looked at it and she goes, you're really good, but that lion's in a zoo. And she was spot on correct because it was behind bars. And um, I couldn't, that, yeah. it showed in the painting. I didn't put the bars in, but she she nailed it. I mean, I couldn't argue with her because she was quite right. And she didn't know who I was or if I'd ever been to Africa or anything like that. And she said, but you know animals. And so she hired me to take tours to Africa. And I, you know, I remember the first tour where I was counseled by the people who sold the tours to lie to everybody and say I'd been to Africa several times. Well, I sucked at that because I hadn't and I really had no clue and no matter how many like films or books that I went through, the it it just didn't wash because Africa is so different from the states. So eventually, you know, everybody we all sat down and we chatted about the idea of going somewhere completely opposite to how you were brought up, and the joy in that, if and it's a big if. If you could be non-judgmental and open your mind to things being different. And that sounds, you know, like, oh, of course. It isn't, of course. It's not that easy. You know, there's religious beliefs. There's all kinds of beliefs that you were brought up with that you have to throw out the window. And entertain the idea that. Um, somebody does something different that works for them over and somewhere else that works for them that may not work for you where you are, you know, and it, it's part of growing up is in my mind at growing up mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually, especially spiritually of being able to accept different behaviors so I found myself leading tours to a place I'd never been and doing really crazy things to try to get people to connect with the idea of being part of nature and not so separated because it came full circle to me that in in the American way of life for a lot of people, not everyone, so don't send me a ton of emails um, <laughs> that some people are very connected in this country to nature, but a lot of people have no clue. They're just, they're so, I guess I would use the word civilized is not the right word, but they're in habits that don't let us respect nature that don't, entertain that everything we have in your your pots and pans in your in your kitchen come from nature that every single thing that we have comes from nature 
doesn't come from humans. Really doesn't. And and that's a hard thing to swallow for a lot of people. So when we look at protecting nature, you're in a sense protecting yourself and others that will come beyond and way after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know if there's another way or better. I'm sure there's a better way of saying it, but that's the way I'm saying it. Well, I think you kind of, when you first went out into nature with Joy, I felt yeah. a little bit the scare of death there. Well, she the first lesson was um, we're sitting out in the middle of San Bruno. <laughs> She's all like, take your clothes off. I'm like, I beg your pardon? And she said, take your clothes off or you don't work here. And I'm like, wow, I just flew all the way over here. I have a job that I've always, like, this is cool. I'm going to work here with animals and be out in nature. And the idea of taking your clothes off almost killed it. I was like, why, why am I? And she's just looking at me like, what's your problem? All the people around me, there were African guards there. there I mean, they only covered their private parts. That's it. And so they're all looking at me and they all got the giggles, man. They were laughing. <laughs> what is the big deal? So I took my clothes off and I sat on a rock and she made me sit there naked. And then after about four or five minutes, she blindfolded me and she says, now you're going to learn to hear, you're going to learn to smell. And now you'll finally learn to think I'm like, whoa. And she was quite right. She really was. I, really didn't smell unless something was huge as a smell until the blindfold went on. So the hearing, no traffic, blessing. And you could start to hear things. You could you could feel things. You have to the senses have to kick in and then the feeling comes. It was a friggin' amazing to me. Did yeah, you get scared? And, oh, at first. Well, first of all, just taking your clothes off in front of people you don't know, and sitting on a rock naked was that, that was a deal breaker. Mm. And it it took me about ten fifteen minutes to make up my mind, and she's just sitting there looking at me like you're such an idiot, you know. <laughs> I was like, well. And then you look around and, and really everybody only had their private parts covered. So I thought, okay, maybe I could just keep my private parts covered. No, mm-hmm. she got the, she's like, you need it more than you think. So it was a lesson and, of vulnerability and, yeah, and, and mm-hmm. trust, trust, mm-hmm. Tr- not trusting other people. It was trust in yourself. And standing up, and there were so many lessons in one lesson that I was just like, okay, I can do this. And and, and it's actually kind of halfway through. I was like, this is kind of fun. Let's just toss these clothes. Well, yeah, it, it's it. I want to say about it this was because liberating. there's something you learn. You don't always have to take your clothes off, but there is mm-hmm. um, 
about coming back to your senses being in nature and um you can track hunters know this uh birders know it you know mm. wildlife photographers you can smell the animals you yeah. know where the animals by smell mm-hmm. you can and listening birders mm. know where the birds are not by their binoculars and you know by their cameras it is by listening to the bird calls and that's what you know oh there's that and sometimes you never ever see the bird but you can hear it's there and you can say okay i've been in space Mm -hmm. with the bird you know it's um a huge thing to learn it's it's learning all these languages in a way right Mm -hmm. nancy for you you learned all those languages and then there was like don't walk Get on your hands and knees. And there's two benefits to that. Crawling through a forest or the desert or wherever is, first of all, if you have children, you will understand what a small child is seeing while you lead them through something. You're seeing, you know, maybe three, four feet above them, but they're down on the ground. And what they're seeing doesn't relate to what you're seeing. So when you talk to them about it, you're talking about what you're seeing. You're not talking about what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. So there's a big, there's a difference there. But there's a reconnection of, especially if you go barefoot or and and you don't wear gloves and you put your bare palms on the ground and your knees and your toes, you feel something way more than when you walk through nature standing up and being taller than most of the things in the forest or the desert, whatever, mm-hmm. and feeling like you control it as to being part of it. It's a whole different feeling. And it's uh, it's something that made a big difference in my life. And I think everybody should have an opportunity to do it, but don't do it alone. Make sure Mm-hmm. that you're in a safe space or camping around maybe. yeah just to yeah, yeah. where a bathing and i don't suit. mean and i don't <laughs> mean getting drunk and jumping off a pier naked that is not yeah no no, no. what i'm talking about. no it's about being na- yeah. in nature you know it it's taking away our um like when you were talking about civilization it's it's taking oh. away our um barriers our physical barriers and embracing it and being part of it. Um, it's, it's such and a remembering where we came from and how we use nature. So Margo, are you okay? Now that we were talking about nakedness, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I totally agree with you. She was uh, tapping into your vulnerability uh, because when you become vulnerable, um, oh. all your senses open up. And so mm-hmm. we Sometimes we rarely pay attention to our senses. I mean, I have watched um, people run through uh, a forest that we have here in San Diego. and It's a nature preserve, Torrey Pines. And they, they're running, and I, I swear to you, they may not notice anything of nature. They can see the ocean. They can see the plants around mm. them. But they're not going to hear an animal, a bird, a, mm-hmm. uh, a sound, a feeling. They're not. They're just. They're running through, thinking about what they're going to be doing. You know, uh, they're you know at work today or what have you. And and mm-hmm. when I take people through, um, I have them not speak at all, and I have them uh, 
come to certain spots and I have them sit and just listen and close their eyes and um, tune into to their senses and Mm -hmm. uh, sense the earth. Like when you said on your hands and feet, um, earth, you're, you're sensing earth energy. You have that connection all the way down to the core of the earth, central core of the earth. You can um, connect with earth energy and that earth energy is just as light as the, the, the light that comes from the sun. It just, um, you know, if you were to mm-hmm. close your eyes and, and just tune into it, you would see, you would see it. I, I, I think everybody could see it. I can see it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I think you could see it. And so when your, your, your hand palms are down, it's facing to the core of the earth and you're connecting with that energy and you're allowing that mm-hmm. energy to fill your body. And yeah, I bet you felt, um, did you feel when you did that one on your hands and knees, did you feel energized? Yeah. And the, it, it's interesting because you have to like overcome your, um, educated mind if I can mm-hmm. put it that way you have to overcome a lot of the things you've been taught it be because we're taught to somehow suppress feelings mm-hmm. and make our feelings come out to others as acceptable mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm saying this right you know mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. saying that uh, yeah you know I'm mm-hmm. trying to it you know it's like one of the exercises we did which i really loved and every once in a while i'll go try and do it again and it always works is if you don't pull a leaf off of something if you find if you can find a leaf of a tree or a bush and you put one of your hands not both so don't cover the leaf you put open your palm and and don't pull the leaf off. Put your palm under a leaf and close your eyes and feel the pulse of the plant because there is a pulse. It's like a heartbeat mm-hmm. to the plant. And it'll take you maybe 10, 15 times to actually get there before you feel it because there's so many top barriers that we have mm-hmm. about plants. Not being, you know, like they don't have a brain, they don't have this, they don't have that. I'm like, dude, they were here before us and they're still here until we kill them all out. But um, if you can relate to that, then you're not so, oh, let's clear this field. Let's kill this. Let's chop down these trees. Let You know, all these kinds of things that we do without thinking. And um, assuming that they have no brains, assuming that they have no feelings, assuming so that we can feel okay about what we're doing. Yeah, a tree has a brain, most likely, but it's not the same as yours. Doesn't mean they don't have one. Right. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. It's conscious. Yeah, consciousness alive, yeah. and they've been alive longer than us. So I would kind of guess they got something going for them. Mm. That we shouldn't disturb. Mm. And my side is I'd like to talk about resilience mm. of nature and what nature uh. teaches us of resilience. 
um, Nancy and I just have gone through like a whirlwind, literally, of seasons. And of course, we're in season change right now as this airs. We're getting closer to spring. Thank goodness. (laughs) Do anything for spring. It's my favorite season. It's growth. Mm. It's possibility. Rebirth. Renewal. It's exciting. Mm. Um, We recently went through all these ice storms in Oregon, in central Oregon, all the way up through to northeast Oregon, while we, we were in Joseph, which is right on the border of Idaho and in the Wawona Mountains. Gorgeous, beautiful. I don't want to talk about the driving we went through, but it was climate change is happening and these cycles of change are are really happening. And as travelers, full time travelers, where Nancy and I, you know, go to parks, public lands, document them on our Love Your Parks tour. um, There are winter has been a it's been it's we've driven through a lot. And um, I mean, a ton tornadoes, hurricanes. We've driven through wildfires. We've lived in wildfires. We've done a little bit of everything, earthquakes, you name it. Um, but this recent winter, we got caught in snow blizzards on mountain passes, driving through it at night through ice storms I, in, in little tiny towns amongst trucks and people skidding around. I, I don't even know why we're alive, but we are, thankfully. Highways being closed, mm. you name it. Uh, we experienced it in Oregon, Nevada, then driving to Texas, roads closing, thunderstorms, rainstorms, snow, ice, roads closing behind us, you know, and, you know, no matter where we landed, all of a sudden here's more snow, even in Texas. But we saw this, you know, there's a humility that comes with resilience. And sometimes you have to just go, okay, I'm going to have to handle this. And there's a resilience to continue forward, be smart and not and safe when you're going through this as a human, but watching nature be resilient through this is amazing. Watching birds or bald eagles nesting up in the mountains in the snow, osprey. Mm. Um, We've seen so much wildlife do things and how they handle it. You know, here we were in Joseph, Oregon, just feet of snow and ice and, you know, in the morning, I'd wake up at three, four in the morning, hearing an owl right outside the window and going, how the heck are you doing this, man? This is insane. And so even though like this was some extreme weather, even for their area, I got myself out there and walked in it and um, and I don't have the shoes for it, but I did it anyway. And there's this quiet that you can you're crunching through the ice and snow and wondering how are these animals doing and there's tracks that i saw that i thought were mountain lion turned out it was true i do believe 90 percent sure on it um just that peacefulness that can come from it is something we're lacking and it's being it's getting very difficult to find even in our parks and refuges uh, it's hard to find places without power lines, without some kind yeah. of things that we're doing for society and and civilization. And I understand we need these things, but there's got to be a little bit more balance. It's getting very difficult. You know, I want to do this program where we're going to record uh, audio of places, these sacred and national park places and mm. records of people that um, are, um, you know, blind or if they cannot see or you know, just sight impaired, we'll be able to listen. And I start listening now where we're going. We were just in Texas, South Texas a day ago. 
Uh, we were in Port Aransas National Wildlife Refuge, Port Aransas, and oh, also went beautiful. to Padre National Seashore yesterday. And mm. the difference of sound is phenomenal. Again, that power of sound, of what you can learn from nature, listening, that learning patience of listening, right? We're so used to, oh, is there a ding on the phone? And when you're in these areas and your phone doesn't work and you now I must succumb it. to getting rid of the ping of the phone, it's pretty darn that. brilliant. We need these spaces to it. unhook. Um, listening to the wind, watching how birds were using the power of the wind to fish and to hunt, mm -hmm. watching the waves, the ocean, and being in, whether it's, he, we're sunburned and it feels darn good. Thank you, sunshine. You become alive, whether it's freezing ice and snow, heat, intense wind, no matter what, if you get yourself out there, try and wear the best clothes you can for it though, right? And be prepared for it. Yeah. But there's a level of discomfort and then you move past the discomfort and then you start to connect and really observe what's going on, right? Watching the wildlife, watching the birds. You can hike in places and think there's no birds and all of a sudden birds fly out of nowhere, just even from the brush, you know, right where you're walking. And when you start to witness and listen, there's something amazing that happens and you start to wonder like, how are they doing this? You don't hear the phones. You don't hear the cars. You don't hear that. There is something that fills your soul. You are energized. And if you have sleeping problems, go into nature, go into the wilds, go into the discomfort zone to get the comfort zone is what I'm saying. There's something that nature does. And I, I agree with Margot about give back. You know, um, I think that's part of our thing is everything we do, Nancy and I, is about travel and traveling about nature and sustainability. And when you are out there, there's something that puts you back to your primal core of who you are as mm -hmm. an, an individual, human. as a human, which is part of the animal species. So when you are out in nature, you actually are going to your prime core your primal being of who you are. And if you've just got to go through the discomfort to the comfort and it feels mighty good and you will sleep better. You will wake up refreshed and you will wake up wanting to do it again. And once the bug bites, you're going back out. Even though I'm covered in mosquito bites after two weeks ago, being covered in snow and ice, sometimes I have mosquito when we, bites. Sometimes when we stop and, and have a picnic, Butterflies land on you. Mm -hmm. And, and it, speaking, it, yeah. they are so intricate and beautiful and delicate that I find it a blessing when a butterfly mm -hmm. lands usually on your hands and they walk around and their little proboscis tonguey is like checking you out. Like, do you have a food source? Are you a food source? Are you sweet and, or not? <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> salty. <laughs> yeah, it's like what it, you know. What do you? You're sweaty. For, you know? <laughs> well, no, but no, but they they it, it's moisture. Yeah, but um, it if you take the time to instead of shooing them away, mm -hmm. is to really look at how intricately beautiful they are. Yeah, it's about I mean, that patience it, of sitting. If you sit oh with nature, 
like don't do the running across i mean people yeah if you're going to jog you might as well do it in a beautiful place but um if you can run and you know and then slow down and just sit down and once nature realize okay you're sitting you're chilling out we've sussed you out give it time let everybody in you know the nature land mm. look at you and go all right there's they're chilled out they're doing their thing we can we can get back to our thing and that's when you can observe it's about that mm. patience and and that's part of resilience again the lessons of resilience and um they really will teach you nature will teach are, you like nancy yeah, was saying in the we, beginning uh, we are part of nature, whether you like it or you don't. Right. Right. You know, so we are connected and part of nature. So if you destroy nature, you are, in fact, destroying part of yourself. Yeah. Well, nature your future. Us, yeah, all your future. Mm-hmm. So the climate yeah. change. Um, We're excited. We have a whole bunch of great conversations about destinations uh, across the country and around the world. And um, we're very excited about this programming today, some special episodes. So again, all the links are in the show notes. Of course, just go to bigblendradio.com or youtube.com forward slash at bigblendradio, Facebook, um, bigblendradio, I think, but you'll find it all there. And Margo, as always, so good to have you back on the show. Yeah. Oh, happy to be here. Happy Nancy's always- here too. Yeah, and Miss Nancy's you. back. You see what nature did? We went out to nature. Now we're rocking and rolling and got some sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, uh, highly recommend going to Padre Island National Seashore. You will see brown pelicans, white pelicans. Uh, Aransas, Port Aransas. We're going to be doing a show on all of this uh, in the future. Uh, our friend Sharon Kurtz, who's also a travel writer, is out there cool. right now um, at a festival, a birding festival in Port Aransas. So we're going to be doing a special show on that coming up soon. So you can learn all about cool. these beautiful whooping cranes uh, that are out there. It's actually one of the most endemic species, the actual initial, I want to say herd, but they're not a herd, um, group wow. of, of flock of these uh, whooping mm-hmm. cranes, which we did get to witness. Um, they're amazing. They are just they're so graceful so beautiful. and beautiful. Um, mm. it is, it was magical. It was magical yeah. to witness. So we'll be doing that. So everyone keep up with Margo at margocarrera.etsy.com. And of course us at bigblendradio.com. Linda Ballou is up next. Thanks, Margo. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Nature Connection Show. Follow us at bigblendradio.com and keep up with Margo at margocarrera.etsy.com.